With your coronavirus update for Monday, June 27, 2022, I'm Jim Watkins. This update is brought to you by voiceonthespot.com. First up, a look at new cases in the U.S. and mortality trends week to week, plus news with impact, and a brief look at the latest fares report. Taking a look first at U.S. trends from coronavirus, just under 16,000 cases reported on Sunday. That ranks the U.S. worldwide as number sixth in rank and the number of cases in one day being reported. That number is also well below the average of 84,000 cases per day. Only three states reported cases on Sunday, and the number of deaths in the U.S. dropped to nine, which is well below the daily average of 205 deaths per day from COVID-related illness. New Jersey, Texas, and Puerto Rico claimed under 10 deaths, respectively. Either there were hardly any COVID deaths in the U.S. on Sunday or most of the country's health officials failed to file their reports. But what we do know is that the average death rate in the U.S. dropped 32 percent from last week to the current week, which is good news. Some other big picture data to share. So far, 1,040,000 people have succumbed to COVID-related deaths in the United States since the coronavirus first emerged 36 months ago. 83.5 million U.S. citizens recovering from COVID. Deaths represent 1% of those who showed symptoms. On the world stage, 6.3 million total deaths so far from COVID-related illness. 524 million cases of recovery globally. New cases globally have increased 8.7% since last week, ending June 19th. Meanwhile, deaths from COVID-related illness has slipped slightly by 3% worldwide. Now with news with impact, the Epic Times reporting earlier this week, the first signs of the Wuhan-originated virus may have surfaced in Wuhan during the World Games held in October of 2019. That would be two and a half months earlier than previously reported by the Chinese government. If the Chinese knew about COVID-19 in October, this could have serious implications that expose that the Chinese government willfully withheld information, which has resulted in the deaths of at least 6.1 million people worldwide. Former White House COVID advisor Dr. Deborah Birx spoke before a congressional hearing in Washington last Friday in which she disclosed several revelations about what the government knew and didn't know about covid and the effectiveness of vaccinations. In this brief interchange with Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan, Dr. Burke says the government knew the vaccinations would not prevent people from getting infected and that natural immunity was intentionally downplayed in favor of strict vaccine mandates. Here is some of that interchange. Last summer, uh, President Biden said this, quote, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized. You're not going to be in the ICU. Dr. Burst, can vaccinated people get COVID? Yes. Can have vaccinated people been hospitalized with COVID? Yes. Your testimony that you provided the committee, you said beginning in 2021, so beginning in the Biden administration, again, these are your words, agencies provided muddled and contradicting information or partial information that implied we knew something we didn't, which they later had to correct, which accelerated the loss of respect and trust in the federal government. 
So I'll come back to maybe my original question. Why should we believe anything the government tells us about COVID? We knew early on in January of 2021 and late December of 2020 that reinfection was occurring after natural infection. Once you see that, and I want to make it clear to you all and to, to anyone that is listening, this is not measles, mumps, and rubella. Those but, vaccines produce long-term immunity and can create herd immunity. So uh, I just want to interrupt for a second, Dr. Burst. You said something important. You said in early 2021, January 2021, you knew that people who had been vaccinated could be reinfected. I knew that people who were naturally infected were getting reinfected. And that was quite evident from South Africa. And I've included it in my slides. But I think the reason I knew that is... South Africa did a remarkably good job in measuring baseline antibody with their first surge. And so they knew 50, 60, 70 percent of some of their population well, had well, been infected. Well, well, here's what I'm and concerned. And then were reinfected. Well, here's what I'm concerned with. Let me ask the question this way. When the government told us, told the American people, that people who had been vaccinated couldn't get it, were they guessing or were they lying? I don't know. All I know is there was evidence from the global pandemic that natural reinfection was incurring. And since the vaccine was based on natural immunity, you cannot make the conclusion so you, that the vaccine will do better than natural infection, although it can often do slightly better. But I think that's, I mean, you're an expert. You were on the task force. You were part of this, this effort when you were in the previous administration. And you're saying in this administration that you can't rule out the fact that our government was lying to us when they told us the vaccinated could not get the virus. I don't know about their discussions that they had in the task force. So I can't tell you that. I can tell you as a family member who had individuals that were susceptible, of course we got everybody vaccinated. But we still use layered protection during surges because I knew potentially the vaccine immunity would wane like natural immunity waned. And there was evidence that every four months reinfection was occurring in South Africa. That was from last Friday's congressional hearing with Dr. Deborah Burks. A new Israeli study finds natural immunity in youths infected with COVID-19 in the largest worldwide study on unvaccinated children and teens. Researchers found that those who had been previously infected with COVID had a natural immunity between 80 and 89 percent for 18 months. Children and teens infected with COVID-19 also gained strong natural protection against reinfection with effectiveness levels at about 80 percent for at least 18 months when tested in a large worldwide study on unvaccinated kids conducted in Israel and published Thursday in MedRxIV. The study was conducted by Khan Segal Maccabi. KSM head Dr. Tal Patalan says, quote, naturally acquired immunity in children and adolescents was found to be robust and long-lasting, which aligns with what we have witnessed in our day-to-day -day clinical practice, he said. This new study was reported by the Jerusalem Post on Friday. Airline shortages, in large part from pilot layoffs over COVID mandates, will continue to add to American travel woes. While record numbers of passengers are expected to travel for the 4th of July weekend, airlines are announcing travel delays will continue. Last weekend, over 3,300 flights were delayed or canceled, due to the shortage of pilots. And finally, a look at the vaccine adverse effects reports showing numbers of adverse effects from vaccinations. This information comes from the CDC's own tracking system. In total, with the week ending June 17th, 1.3 million total reports were filed. 
Among those 29,031 deaths, 164,324 hospitalizations, 9,700 cases of anaphylaxis, 15,800 cases of Bell's palsy, 14,900 heart attacks, 4,700 miscarriages, 54,300 people permanently disabled, 14,100 cases of shingles, and 42,168 cases of myocarditis. All of this information is available for your review at openbears.com. Those are the numbers as we move toward midsummer. And don't forget to follow and share the coronavirus podcast. Facts, not fear. With your coronavirus update, I'm Jim Watkins.